Hi, it's Holly Kalua. Welcome and thank you for joining us on Perspectives Podcast. My special guest today is Cindy Westenreiter. She is the principal and teacher for a one-room elementary schoolhouse for almost four years now. This is an endeavor she pursued after homeschooling her two children. Looking forward to learning more about that. Welcome, Cindy. Hi, Holly. The series we are in right now is the Shelter-in-Place Schooler Series. We affectionately refer to it as our SIP Schoolers. It's easier to say. And uh, I know... um, Homeschooling is something that I've been aware of, but I'm really learning a lot more crash course. Uh, When shelter in place uh, was put in effect, uh, I'm working full time from home and my daughter's home and I'm trying to balance getting her homework, helping her with homework and uh, doing my calls. So uh, tell me about your experience homeschooling with your two children. I homeschooled my children for approximately uh, well, again, um, there's different philosophies on homeschooling. So from a purist standpoint, you know, you, you begin homeschooling the day they're born, you know, because it's a lifestyle. And uh, mm. daughter was about 10 and a half when I put her into traditional school. So if you're a purist, then I homeschooled, mm-hmm. you know, for about 10 and a half years. If you're more along the lines of just an academic endeavor, then, you know, four and a half years because she went in um, halfway through her fourth grade year. Mm-hmm. Um, so my experience, we took it more along the lines of it was a lifestyle. I did my own type of research and educating myself as to what, um, you know, the, the different types of curriculums and what homeschooling really looks like and how you don't have to be a slave to the schedule necessarily. Nice. Okay. However... Uh, and maybe you were going to get to this a little bit later, Holly, but um, there is a difference between homeschooling and implementing what your teacher is asking you to do. True. This, uh, what I'm doing, I, could, I guess, is distance learning more than homeschooling uh-huh. or schooling within the home. Uh, we still have the support of Emily's teacher. They do Google Chromebook classes in the sense that they launch with the teacher in the morning and she says, okay, this is what we're doing today and, you know, go for it. And then we'll meet back in the afternoon to see how everyone did. So it, it's not the full burden whatsoever uh-huh. <laughs> that homeschooling mom. Uh, so I'm just lucky to get close to saying I'm schooling at home. Yeah, tell us more about the difference. Okay, so you're homeschooling when you are the one coming up with the curriculum. I mean, you might use all different mm-hmm. sorts of, you know, um, resources out there, but you're making sure you're the one um, figure out, figuring out the scope and sequence of your child's education. Mm-hmm. You see the beginning to the end. You're the one creating the lesson plan. Um, you're the one grading. You're the one keeping track of all of that. And to do um, schooling from a distance with the help of a teacher, um, I think for our, our um, the conference that I work for, I don't know, we've come up with different terms. We're trying to, de- to determine what the correct terminology should be, but I think at the moment we're calling it remote learning um, because okay. there is still very, very involved. And, um, and that's, that's one of the big differences is that for my particular conference, they want your teachers to be uh, visibly, visually seeing their students every day, um, and, and that is often on Zoom. 
mm-hmm. and so that that's the difference though is that the if you were actually homeschooling your child, you would be responsible for all of the big picture. You would be responsible for the lesson plans. You are absolutely responsible for all these things that are the big picture. Um, right now, your teacher is still that person who is ultimately responsible for mm-hmm. um, the big picture. Okay, so I'd say for us SIP schoolers, no whining. <laughs> this is still way easier <laughs> than actual homeschooling. It's just the way it's made up. Oh, oh it's I mean. easier for sure. It's absolutely easier because I am able to, I, I don't know what I don't know. And then I find out, oh, I, I guess we were supposed to work on that. Um, right. So how, how do you, how do you coach a remote learning, distance learning parent mm-hmm. and keeping track of everything and getting it turned in on time and not snowballing and getting frustrated with yourself and your child? Well, you know, um, Every family is different. And so this is where we're in a new situation here with the shelter in place because mm-hmm. now as teachers, I myself, you know, being the teacher and whatnot, I, I worked with parents before, but now I am working with parents literally on a daily basis, especially for my grades one through four. Five mm-hmm. eight, not so much because five through eight are much more self-sufficient and reliant upon themselves. They can, um, they often can budget their their time. And as a parent, you shouldn't have to be on top of them quite so much. Uh, and yet, mm-hmm. oh, it still happens. Um, but one through four is 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 going to be my hardest um, because I need to see them on that computer. But students one through four don't exactly know how to make that happen. Right. They have. They didn't go through typing school because back in my day, you were you, you were on that typewriter and it's J J J space K K K space and <laughs> and um, for some reason typing. You know, uh, my daughter is in fourth grade and typing hasn't been a skill to focus on and know how to navigate the keyboard. Got it. Got it. Well, you know, um, and it's but it's. Oftentimes, not even just about navigating the keyboard as much as the parents. The, this, the grades one through four, they're not going to know how to. They don't. They they know how to play games on an iPad. They know how to play games on their mm-hmm. parents' phone, that type of thing. But when it comes to something as organized as a Google Classroom or a Zoom conference, that is just not in their realm at the moment. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So to be able to um, work a platform like that, not that they can't learn it, they will, but the parents, I don't want my first grader getting online without their parents' help. Do you know what I mean? Right. I don't want right. even my fourth grader getting online without their parents' help. So um, the parent has to be there. Um, and so this is actually a challenging situation because we're used to having parents do what they need to do throughout the day, and we've got the students, mm-hmm. we've got the children. Um, and so it's not going to be, there isn't a cut and dry answer because all families are different. Home environments are different, and parents have different jobs. Right. Even their internet systems are set up differently. I have one student who is only going to be able to do his schoolwork from 6.30 a.m. till 8 a.m. in the morning because they don't have enough, um, their package doesn't allow for, for more than that that they purchased. Mm. And my school okay. is going to be meeting via Zoom every morning at 9 a.m. And so what he's going to have to do is he's, I'm going to have to FaceTime him so he can see my screen. I mean, it's going to be 
really kind of funky, <laughs> but we're going we're gonna <laughs> to get it worked out to the best of our ability. But these are the little dilemmas that we're coming across. It's actually mm. just very brand new to all teachers. This is something that's been dropped in our lap at the last second, and we're all just right. scrambling to try to make something work. I think the shelter in place certainly has raised awareness of true homeschooling and all of the work and the responsibility and the expertise of teachers. And, you know, I tried (laughs) to help going in, uh, you know, go math days. And uh, I'm like, what in the world? And so my husband, he, he won the assignment of working with Emily for her math, and they do really well together. So uh, what I'm also curious about is you did the homeschooling, you clearly weren't sick of helping students learn because then you went on to become a teacher and a principal. Yes. So how did that path occur? Okay, well, um, it's actually a really long um, story. In, it's like a 20-year story. Um, but the, the, the quick element is, is God had been working on me for about 20 years. And I would, no, 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 you got to be crazy, not happening, not happening, for all the different reasons that we can think of that people wouldn't want to be a teacher. <laughs> um, but uh, I started, my kids were in school, I put them into tr- traditional school, and, and I, as a parent, I was on campus a lot, but um, I still had time, obviously, for a part-time job, and so I was working with a painting contractor with his payroll and things like that, and... Um, I was getting closer and closer to my daughter going off to an academy or high school, and it was going to be a private school, so it was going to cost, and we weren't set up for that because I didn't have a full-time job yet. Anyway, my daughter's teacher asked me to sub, to be to be a sub for the year, and mm-hmm. I looked at her, and I thought, I don't see why not. You know, I, I'd been a student missionary as a teacher 20 years prior. I had homeschooled my own kids, and I thought, sure, why not? I'll, I'll do it for her. Mm-hmm. And I subbed about two times, and I absolutely loved it. And I finally, basically, I just opened myself up to, okay, Lord, yeah, I know you've been working on me for a really long time. And then, you know, part of me, too, was as I was sitting there working for adults in this adult environment, I thought, this is the most Mm -hmm. boring thing ever. After you work with children, like I did with my own kids for so long, (laughs) the idea of not working with children again just broke my heart. Mm. Working with children is just, there is not a boring day. You can try to plan as best as you possibly can, and then real life happens. I mean, it's it's the most exciting. I, I love this 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 work i love working with mm-hmm. children and watching them grow and they make me laugh so much it's just it's just a it's a journey mm-hmm. that god has had me on for a really long time and then i finally mm-hmm. said yes wow did and you told the teacher who asked you to sub do you realize you just did god's work uh, <laughs> you brought me absolutely. in absolutely <laughs> she did she absolutely yeah. did yeah neat so i Tell us a little bit more. You have this one-room elementary school, so first through eighth grade. Mm-hmm. How it, this sounds like Little House in the Prairie. It is basically. Um, I, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so you're the sole teacher, and uh, how 
how are you teaching eighth grade at the same first grade? You've got attention differences, <laughs> time frame, and absolutely, interest. Absolutely. And, um, well, it yeah. depends on the subject, you know. Um, uh-huh. Oh, you know, if it's Bible, um, currently the last thing, because we're on spring break right now, so but the last mm-hmm. type of project we have been working on, it was Bible, and it was a relatively easy thing to separate the two groups out with. Um, I I would send the oldest grades five through eight. They were they had chosen a book of the Bible that they wanted to read through towards the beginning of the year. Um, they chose the book of Genesis. I still do some screening prior. I don't just give them the next chapter because you know there are some things that okay we're not going to focus. Right. But anyways, I decide <laughs> what the next chapter is, and I would then give my five through eight. Okay, the next chapter is Genesis 17. Let's say. They know their job is to open up their Bible, they're reading it all the way through, and then they work on a comic strip of what they learned from that, and they're putting this comic strip together. So while the, the five through eight are working on that, I've got one through four sitting on the floor, and we're reading a story, and um, we're going over the books of the Bible, memorizing them. You know, we're doing different things. So basically, mm-hmm. in, in a one-room school environment, you, the, the children learn to be very independent. They have their lessons all planned out for them for the week. It's taped to their desk. Mm-hmm. If they don't um, know what to be doing, they look at their assignment sheet there. Um, they know when their lessons are. I pull individuals up for lessons. They know what they're supposed to be working on. It's just you, you kind of have to walk into the environment and see how it works. It's kind of like magic, honestly, because <laughs> it doesn't take long before they figure out, oh, it's in front of me. This is what I'm supposed to be doing, mm-hmm. and then move on to the next mm-hmm. thing. So not everything requires a new lesson every day. And so, yeah, you just uh, you know what groups should be together, which, which kiddos should be together, which ones shouldn't in regards to lessons. You pull them up individually or, or in groups, um, and you give the other kiddos something to work on, um, which they probably already know what it is because it's on their assignment sheet. Um, so, yeah, you're, you're, you're juggling multiple plates all day long but it, it keeps you on your toes wow and then the amount of prep work that you have to do you know you're not just doing fourth grade prep right it, you're having to take into account all those different grades and that's amazing and given that you're the principal also when I hear you're a principal and a teacher I think of when I went to Santa Rosa airport years ago and I'm arriving at you know like 41 minutes prior to my flight and I get to the desk and here's my suitcase and did the ticket and she goes oh you barely made it she says they're still you know uh, taking the tickets and and boarding um, but normally we cut off 40 minutes okay so I walk away I go over to the section where I'm supposed to wait to hand my ticket she closes her desk out the area walks over to the gate and then says oh welcome and (laughs) takes my ticket and I'm like okay that's the same person and so when someone's in trouble that's it you're going to the principal's office Um, are are you sending them there and then they wait for you to come talk to them (laughs) how does that work yeah it's just funny I don't have to do that too often very rarely yeah actually have to do that but every once in a while um I will Mm -hmm. um ask somebody to come to the office with me and they kind of just look. <laughs> yeah, you do. You, you change your hats and your, you know, your roles throughout the day. But, you know, I, I, the, the discipline element, I think it's just the way my brain works. And I figure that what every teacher deals with is the discipline element. Hopefully most teachers aren't sending their, their students off to the principal's office 
too often, mm-hmm. and so they're dealing with mm-hmm. anyways. For me, the principal element, I, I feel, is only about 10% of the job, and that's all paperwork, you know? Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. Um, yeah. And board meetings and things like that. Uh, but, mm-hmm. yeah, you do. I mean, it's, it's like being a mom. You can be a fun mom, and then, and then um, Emily decides to do something that she's not supposed to, and now you become the not-so-fun mom, but... You know, you come back to being the fun mom again. It, it's just it's mm-hmm. same thing. Mm-hmm. Well, in going through this uh, COVID crisis, um, I'm in between being the wonderful wife and being the <laughs> nurse ratchet, um, l- lecturing people about washing their hands and and uh, that thing. And this certainly, you know, crisis certainly uh, is a challenge. Uh, that we all dig down and and try and do the best we can in in thriving and supporting each other. And so for the moms who are doing, and and dads who are doing this remote learning, distance learning, uh, what are some of the challenges and the questions that are coming up that you would have some tips for us on on what to think about or or do? Okay, so I'll be honest with you. We only did one week of remote learning and um, we haven't used the Zoom element yet. And our first, mm-hmm. I deliberately made it um, not too intense. I deliberately did that. Um, however, I let my parents know. I let my parents know that when we came back from spring break, we were gonna, um, the heat was going to be turned up. <laughs> so I have not right. experienced what I'm anticipating quite yet. Mm-hmm. Tell you what I do anticipate. Mm-hmm. I anticipate that I'm going to have parents say, this is too much. You know, they're being mm-hmm. saved. And I expect other parents to say, it's not enough. She needs she needs more. Um, mm-hmm. And to be honest, that's going to be the challenge for the teacher. Um, right. Because right. we, or even for me, I deal with eight grades on a regular basis every day. Mm-hmm. Now I'll be dealing with eight grades but literally, um, let's see, I've got 12 students, almost 12 families, and two mm. per family, just about. Right. Um, and well, I'm going to have so many different opinions and thoughts mm. and concerns. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So what I, would like, what I would suggest for all parents mm-hmm. of children in school is that you keep open communication with the teacher. Yes. Um, because during this time, the most important thing, believe it or not, is our mental health. Right. Um, right. Yes, academics are important. But keep in mind that, it, that they are not the begin and end all mm-hmm. in this world. They really aren't. We're going right. to do, as teachers, we're going to do our best to help your child not lose what they've gained over the school year. Mm-hmm. And best case scenario, they're actually going to learn more and they're going to have new lessons and they're going to have new aha moments. But that's the best case scenario. So we're going to land mm-hmm. someplace in the middle there. Why? Because mm-hmm. we've got different families. We've got different dynamics. Mm-hmm. I'm not mm-hmm. just dealing with your student now one-on-one, face-to-face, in a very controlled environment. Now I'm dealing with your student who's going to be at your house, who's going to have the dogs running in, who's going to mm-hmm. have mom who has to run off to meet a client downtown but can't leave her second grader at home with her, or leave the second mm-hmm. grader at home to do the work. 
You know what I mean? So as teachers, we have to be super flexible. As you as a parent, mm-hmm. my, my words of wisdom are breathe. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Breathe. Yeah, that's very good. Now, here is something that can be helpful. But again, don't be a slave to it if your family is falling apart that day. But what can be helpful is to create a schedule for you mm-hmm. and your, your student. If your teacher meets with your child at, say, 8 o'clock in the morning and then meets again with them at 2.30 in the afternoon to see what they've gotten done, those are some mm-hmm. pretty regimented boundaries, some guidelines in there. So you need to get all that work mm-hmm. done in between those, those hours. So that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That works. Okay. So you know you've got to work with that. You're going to create a schedule that works for you and Emily within your own environment. Now, as you try to work within your teacher's parameters of 8 o'clock and 2.30 or whatever it might be, and you do your very, very best to get to make a schedule that works, and you still find that, you know what, there's this one element I can't get in. I cannot figure out how to make it happen. That's where you talk mm-hmm. to the teacher. You say, what yeah. do you okay. recommend? This is where I'm struggling. And you just keep that open communication going. Mm-hmm. We have to humble ourselves because maybe we had a certain uh-huh. <laughs> relationship or error or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we honestly have to humble ourselves and say, you know, I know this is just fourth grade material. I'm completely stumped. I don't even understand the instructions. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, because if we try and fake it, we're only um, cutting our, our child's shirt on that. Yeah. Let me, let me share something with you, though. Mm-hmm. Using Common Core Math as a teacher, I do my very, very best to never send home math. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> Thank you. Frustration. Because yes. we didn't learn it that way. Mm-mm. And... And I'm not down on Common Core because I do believe the kids that go through it from kindergarten up have a solid mm-hmm. foundation in regards to numbers. They really do. But we okay. as adults did not learn that way, and it will do nothing but mm-hmm. frustrate parents. So I do my best to never send home that type of math. So okay. now that I also use, you know, Go Math, Common Core, different things like that, um, I'm trying to figure out what um, content should I have them focus on that is going to be easiest on the parents right now? Mm-hmm. Um, that's just my personal, and not all teachers are going to do it that way. Other teachers are just yeah. going to do, okay, here's the next lesson, and here's the next lesson, and that's absolutely fine. But do not be afraid to give them a call and say, this isn't working. I, I, I need your mm-hmm. help. Um, there mm-hmm. is, it is very common for parents not to understand instructions because guess what? The teacher wouldn't understand the instruction either if they didn't have the teacher edition. It's just the way it goes. Oh. So, yeah. Right. It's nothing to be to feel embarrassed mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. This isn't your occupation. It's, right. You know what I mean? Right. Um, you wouldn't know how some of, what some of the instructions are saying. Um, so, yes, absolutely. Humble yourself if that's what you need to do. But realize everybody else is in the same boat. It's absolutely okay. Yeah, I, I let her know it's already signed to my husband who does a great job. Yes, <laughs> so, okay. so it's it's coming along well. And uh, so, would you encourage moms who are normally involved or in charge um, to have dad sit down also and learn as as a backup or adjunct to to accomplishing the assignments? Oh, absolutely. 
Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you can, mm-hmm. anytime you can get both of the parents involved, the better. Um, yeah. It doesn't always work out that way. But if you can, um, even better for the child. Much better. Right. Right, right. Well, Cindy, this is this is amazing um, to to hear your life path and calling, and I can hear the passion and in the work and the love for the children, and and the parents know that's that's your commitment. You're committed to the children, their growth, their health, whether it's you know mental or physical health, and um, they'll they'll go with what what you ask because they know you care. It's harder when you, you don't feel the love from the teacher, um, but uh, they've got to see that in you mm-hmm. all the time. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I, yeah. It's, it's an honor to um, really to, to be a teacher. So. Yeah, it is. And uh, it's heavy. It's heavy. You have the child in your responsibility, um, probably more hours, more waking hours than most parents do. Yeah. And, uh, um, and, and when you aren't in alignment with parents, that makes it more difficult, um, probably for, you know, parents and you. Mm-hmm. So the more that we, the more that we can communicate with you, the better you'll know where we're coming from. Um, even our communication style, some people need very specific directions and other need the gist of it. Yep. And, uh, so, so I appreciate, appreciate you being out there and taking care of um, the 12 students that you have. Love your story. And it's been wonderful having you as a guest on our SIP Schoolers podcast. And uh, join us again on Perspectives podcast and we'll have a, a follow up and see how it's going. That sounds great. Thank you, Holly. It's been fun. All right. Thank you. Uh-huh.